0: The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for The Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO and PowerPlus, their next-generation broker portal that gives you more speed and control over the process. You can now disclose, lock, and manage your loans seamlessly from start to finish, all in one place. It's another reason why greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is a division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply.
1: The housing market keeps changing, and the NBA says it's not in a good way for next year. In fact, the NBA now predicts 1.98 trillion dollars in origination, down 12 percent from the current year. Welcome to the principal. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. Today, I'm joined by NBA deputy economist Joel Kahn. Joel, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. So, um, the most recent MBA projection. Uh, shows a you know revision downwards a lowered expectation for housing sales and mortgage origination um what what prompted you to i guess we'll start with just generally what prompted this this sort of you know downgrade or whatever you want to call it
2: so i think generally that's all connected to the the broader outlook for the economy right so we are expecting more of an economic slowdown in 2023 As you know, we've already been struggling through a period where rates have come up extremely quickly, right, to to really levels that are double where we were last year. So you you put those two things together, that's, that's adding to the slowdown that we saw that started this past spring, right? So typically, we get a pretty strong spring home buying season. But starting in March or April of this year, we saw mortgage rates start to I don't even I can't even say inch up, right? They just start to kind of to, to increase in chunks. And again, right now we're looking at about six and a half percent on the 30-year fixed mortgage rate. That's more than double where we were. But I think what's happening there too is that's really reducing the purchasing power for a lot of borrowers out there, a lot of potential home buyers, right? When it can you look at um what they're able to afford, both from a from a down payment and from a monthly payment standpoint. So that's That's really what what caused a lot of the slowdown in the housing market leading up to this point. But like I said, if you add on sort of that expected economic weakness, right, um, it it then sort of prolongs this this weakness in in both new home sales and existing home sales. And then also we still have the shortage in inventory, right? So housing inventory has been in short supply, even pre-pandemic. The burst in housing demand sort of sort of made that a little bit worse or considerably worse, depending on your geography. And, and that still hasn't quite eased up in the sense that, you know, if we have a lot of younger home buyers or first-time homebuyers looking to enter the market, that that segment of 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 for sale units is is still pretty thin. So putting that all together is 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 really what's what's driving uh, a lot of the weakness that that we expect for 2023
1: and And we've seen throughout the year, I know the NBA has multiple times revised your expectations downwards, you know, others as well have have um sort of had to change what what we expected through the end of the year and into into next year is it Is it because of home buyers maybe not you know the market underperforming? Is it because of the interest, or is it like all of those things related to sort of talk to me a little more broadly, obviously, things you know, we were looking at a, a record year. In you know the last you know eighteen months, that wasn't going to sustain itself. But what are some of the things that we we continue to look and go? No, we need to keep revising downward. Is it is it those things you just talked about happening throughout the year, or uh, is there something else at play here?
2: Yeah, so so I, I guess what I what I outlined really covered sort of a I guess a medium to longer term look, right? So 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 the macro outlook, uh, what people are expecting going forward right in, in terms of, of uh, stability of the economy right how the stock market might perform their employment or income prospects or stability we're going to think about that uh but i think that in in the in sort of the near term there's there's the impact of of higher rates right and, and that is maybe pa- causing some people to pause and kind of sit back and say okay well let's see what rates are going to do whether Yes, I mean we have seen rates come down from about seven and a quarter percent, right? To the six and a half that we're seeing this past week, but still that's a lot higher than where we were a year ago, as I said. But then also I think then it's kind of looking forward, okay. Well, you know, are rates going to come down more, right? Should I buy now? Should I wait? So, so I think that's that that's causing some some hesitation, right? So so what I'm getting to is the pace then of of purchase activity that we're seeing now continues to be low, right? So it's about 40% below where we were last year. We were expecting if rates did settle, there might be some return to to the market for some home buyers, but we haven't seen that yet because I think, again, there is sort of that, let's wait and see uh, how things clear up, both from rates, right? But then also from prices. So yesterday's report from the FHFA showed that in the third quarter, yes, there are still positive gains in home prices, uh, for the nation as a whole, right, but some geographies have already started to see, right, um, both month over the month declines, but also you know year over year weakness. So I think people are waiting to see if rates settle, right, but also as prices start to settle a little bit more, right, you might see a better improvement or I guess a more significant improvement and on the affordability side
1: and And, sort of using some of what you see in your forecast, you know you you point very much to you know consumers being confused right now and what's going on and when's the right time to buy. Obviously, you you know there's a mental side of wanting to get the best of the deal, but also you're making a a a you know, for most people, thirty year commitment here. You want to make sure you're you're not um making too much of a commitment. So, as you look at your expectations for the market and for rates, you know, in in you know, if you were to talk to originators, are there things that they can look at now to tell buyers no now is the time or getting them ready if you expect rates to maybe come down again early next year sort of how do you get buyers ready so that you can try to to maximize your ability at the right time
2: So I think one one thing that that has started to emerge really is the inventory discussion right so we talked about inventory being tight and yes, if you look at some measures of inventory, whether it's new homes or existing homes, they're starting to improve a little bit, right? But I think you have a lot of potential sellers who are still waiting to to sell if even if they have to, because they'd be giving up a lower rate, right? And then having to buy at a, at a much higher rate. Um, but also just given that we've seen so much home price growth over the last two years or so, like I said, things are still positive for most markets. Um, but there's also this maybe this this lag in terms of what they what they saw other people sell for right between what they might be able to sell for. So so I think there is some stickiness there. And so I guess what I'm getting at is for someone who's looking right, that that their selection, the, the selection that they face, right, might be a little bit narrower than than than, than usual. So So it's important, I think, for for lenders, uh to work with the bar to you know to 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 make sure I guess they have their ducks in a row, right? When it comes to the information, and the document documentation that they need, you know, to apply for the loan or right? to get approved. Because if and when that unit that they want or that home that they want comes on the market, they can act quickly and they can close, right? Because I think, yes, there is weakness, right? Rates are higher, but given the inventory picture, I think it's still pretty competitive considering how little inventory uh is out there. And again, when you're spending that much money right it's, it's such a big financial commitment uh you know there's only so much compromise i think people are willing to, to to make but that being said i think there's also then the possibility of 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 looking at alternatives right so maybe living a little bit further away from work uh you know getting a different kind of home etc but uh again that that still does come down to borrower and lender sort of being on the same page, right, in, in terms of what they need to get that loan closed and get the deal done, get the house purchased.
0: Don't miss the largest regional mortgage show in the nation. The New England Mortgage Expo returns to Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, January 12th and 13th. See us at www.nemortgageexpo.com. Start your year with the best connections in the industry. Dozens of sessions, scores of exhibitors. It's where success is written every hour. www.nemortgageexpo.com.
1: And and, and with rates, you know, we, we saw obviously a positive uh, CPI report last month and people seem to think that this could mean inflation is, is cooling. Um, do we do we do, do you share that view that inflation is cooling and that could help bring, you know, we're not going to see interest rates go back up. This will keep it level if not bring it down going into maybe the middle of next year.
2: I see. I, I think there are certainly early signs that inflation is is cooling a little bit. It's still at extremely elevated levels. So while we have a little bit a relief, I guess, on that front. It might still be early to, to, to call it sort of a, a sort of sustained right improvement in inflation. And we've seen even in, in recent months upside surprises before in the data. So I think we'd we'd probably have to wait a little bit longer before we we can we can determine if if we truly are in a downward swing. But as you said, we certainly have seen an improvement that's helped to ease rates a little bit. There's also that the 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 spread aspect of things, and then what I mean by that is this, the 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 30-year fixed rate is still about I think it's almost still almost 300 basis points higher than the 10-year Treasury, right? So that spread is is over a full point percentage point wider than it usually is, and that's there's a variety of reasons uh, for that, right? One is just the demand for mortgage-backed securities, right? There's there's the uncertainty in the market, and and even that even if we see that spread narrowing that's going to help mortgage rates right so so it's it's a combination of of both the, the inflation expectations and what the fed is going to do plus how these spreads behave i guess whether it's volatility uncertainty or, or just sort of more fundamental market mechanics so so i think it's it's sort of two pieces to 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 bring rates down
1: and and i'm i'm probably oversimplifying things but are there are there one or two indicators that you look at that hey if that if those things are better than i expect you know we could see more origination than we're predicting here which of course everyone would would love to see obviously i'm assuming interest rates coming down more than you expect would be good but are there other things whether it's inflation expectations of wage growth or the things that that originators should be looking at that hey if those things trend the right way we, we you know things will be better than maybe we're expecting right now for 2023
2: I think given what we've seen over the last six months, rates certainly have been one of the biggest biggest factors, right in in, in the direction that housing activity has taken. If you look at the <clears throat> excuse me, the 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 median payment on on um, the median purchase payment on on a mortgage or at least the median monthly payment on mortgage, sorry, uh, you know, even with home prices as high as they were, we didn't really see a big uptick in those median payments until rates started to increase a lot more. So again, based on recent data and kind of looking out ahead, more near-term rates are going to be a, a pretty big dictator of that. But on the other hand, you also have falling prices that are helping that situation too. And you know it's hard to disentangle the two. So, so I think looking at both Ah uh, signs of of home price cooling and what i I guess what I'm getting is is maybe more discounting, right? Just lower listing prices, et cetera, combined with lower rates are certainly going to help purchase activity.
1: And then obviously this forecast is for for twenty twenty three but as we look out maybe through the end of twenty twenty three and into twenty twenty four, you know maybe maybe the past year 2021 isn't really a, a great standard because it was it was you know a record year for so many people but i mean what, what do we think things could return to if you know if i'm in the industry maybe i think of you know i just need to buckle through these next six to 12 months what are we looking at as we get to the end of 2023 and 2024 are things going to be a lot better once we get through what most people think seem to think is going to be a mild recession
2: so, our forecast is for I would say purchase volume to get closer to where we 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 saw things in I don't know, like you said 2020, 2021 were pretty big years. Uh, you know, I think maybe the way to put it is you know for twenty twenty four and twenty five, you know we still have a very strong demographic base, right? So demographic drivers are typically sort of a a long term. Um, um, housing demand right uh input and and so you know with with the strength or with with the demographic trends that we have right we we expect strong housing demand really through even even next year right through 2025 as far as we can see so you know if we see mortgage rates come back to you know into the fives or even the fours right in our forecast we have rates out to about four and a half percent by 2024 Plus, again, plus those demographic drivers, right, plus inventory uh, and home prices. We have our home price uh, forecast really flat for 23 and 24, right? So not expecting a whole lot more growth. So you combine all these factors, you know, I think 24 and 25, you know, you'll see a bit more meaningful recovery in terms of purchase originations, uh, you know, as, as as we sort of navigate through 23. So there is certainly something to look forward to beyond that trying to
1: grind through uh, maybe a rough uh, stretch here in the the housing industry. Joel, thanks so much
2: for joining me. Yep. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
1: We'll be right back with the rest of your headlines.
2: This podcast was brought to you
0: by PennyMac TPO and Power Plus, their next generation broker portal. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to sign up. PennyMac TPO is a Division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California
1: Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Here's the rest of your headlines for today, November 30th. Reverse mortgage funding has laid off 80% of its staff. The New Jersey-based company has not closed despite the rumors, but it is letting go of more than 400 employees. In other news, the NBA isn't the only one predicting a gloomy 2023 for the housing market. Realtor.com says that the current market adjustment could last until 2025. Realtor.com economist Daniel Hale thinks that home sales will decline to their lowest level since 2014. Hale also thinks that lower competition will bring down the growth of housing prices. And finally, federal limits for conforming loans are going up again next year. But here's the shocker. In high-cost areas, the limits for loans acceptable to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac will exceed $1 million. This has been the principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by TG Kutamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Wolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygates. You can find episodes of the principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.